0: Today, I have the good fortune to speak with Tracy Camilleri, an associate fellow at Oxford University's Said Business School, where she is director of the Oxford Strategic Leadership Programme, and she's co author of The Social Brain The Psychology of Successful Groups. Uh, Tracy wrote this with Samantha Rocky and Robin Dunbar. And let's explore some of those key themes. So welcome to Tracy.
1: Thank you, Toby. Great to be with you. I'm not actually still the director of the Oxford Strategic Leadership Programme. I was when we published the book. But uh, I'm also a a director of Thompson-Harrison, which is a leadership and organisational development consultancy, but still an Associate Fellow at Oxford Said.
0: Wow, thank you. Well, there we are. So now, having read the book, I love the phrase... Our inherited biology, rumbling beneath the surface of our seemingly rational work, deserves greater understanding, which I guess is pretty much the core concept of the book. So tell me, why did the three of you decide to write the book, please?
1: Well, we got together because I think, although we come from a very different set of perspectives, Sam from big corporate world, me from working in a business school, and Robin, As um, an evolutionary psychologist, all three of us were interested in why is it that sometimes groups are more than the sum of their parts? You know, it's kind of free energy. And sometimes you can be with a whole load of really, really talented people. And actually, they bring one another down. So we were interested in that as uh, a core starting point. Not simply, you know, to, to work in places where it's more fun, more enjoyable, more human, but because all of us understood that this is the basis for trust, discretionary effort, psychological safety, and, you know, ultimately performance and innovation and all the things we care about.
0: Yes. Now, thank you for that, because you note in the book that organisations, so commercial enterprises of the kind that a lot of us work in rather than purely charitable or government, but organisations generally are fundamentally groups of people and we're organised by our social brains. So what is it you think, in your book in particular, that a commercial reader might read and think, "Yeah, of course?
1: Well, we try to be as practical as possible, and, and certainly if one wants to skip through it at the back, back of the book, there's a whole load of very practical things that that one could do as a leader of organisations, you know, you started off by saying, you know, what rumbles beneath the surface. And I have always been interested in the fact that although so many of us are involved in change initiatives, there is a sense that underneath the table, people are digging in their heels and not wanting to move. I've always wondered why that was, why it is so difficult at times to get people to change. And at other times, it seems so easy. Um, You mentioned at the beginning that I had been the director of the Oxford Strategic Leadership Programme. And that brings together 36 different people, leading organisations of all sorts, corporates, NGOs, you know, entrepreneurs, people in government um, together for a week. And I became personally extremely interested in the sort of tribe forming that happened during that week. How can a group of 40 people, 35 people um, form really, really close bonds? So much so that at the end of any week, I always thought if you gave us a world scale problem, we would would solve it. Uh, we could solve it together. Um, and so I became really, really interested in how we brought that back and brought that about and how we could be better at it. Um, and a lot of it came down to really getting together with Robin and thinking about what doesn't change about human beings and what hasn't changed about the way we behave, we behave for for thousands of years
0: Yes. Now, that touches on something because currently there's a lot of talk in politics and in business and many spheres about leadership. And you capture a nice phrase, heaven is high and the Mandarin's far away. Mm -hmm. And this whole concept of organisations reaching a scale at the point at which they start to fall apart a bit. Now, in my particular case, this is uh, very much focused on marketing and treating people as groups or tribes and so on. So how does somebody in a commercial organisation with a large marketing team, what would be the things that they might want to look out for when they're doing their marketing programmes?
1: Well, of course, we all push for growth, growth, growth. Um, But I think one of the things, as you say, Toby, we touched on was really thinking about the implications of scale. And we looked at it in two different ways. One what happens as you grow? Where are the fracture points? Where does information start to move differently around the system? Uh, what are the tipping points? What are the, you mentioned uh the dunbar number, what where does the weird stuff start to happen? Where does the relational become transactional? The the us, the us become us and them. We became really, really interested in that. And the second thing while we're on the subject of scale was, and we interviewed many, many leaders um, across organisations, some of them um, leading in marketing companies or marketing departments, thinking about matching size of group to task. And I think all of us, I mean, particularly in the pandemic, have had the experience of working in groups that are simply too big to be productive. And so one of the things I think we hoped was a, a simple raising of consciousness for people to think about the heavy cognitive work involved in two-way relationships and think about, um, and, and here we've got you know, various graphics and research to show the optimum size for any group given given what you've got to do. And secondly, how it influences the way you lead that group.
0: Yes, thank you. And uh, the Dunbar number, for those that haven't come across it yet, all I can do is recommend you read the book. It's absolutely fascinating to have that really laid out nice and plainly. Um I should say in the book, there are a ton of different concepts, ideas, the thrive model. Uh, it's fascinating. I love the quotes you put in. Life is probably round. And if that doesn't... <laughs> If that doesn't make you want to read the book, nothing else will. Um, So tell me, what's of the, there are a bunch of practical, uh, you've done wonderful summaries at the end, practical tips at the end of the book. I like to pin people down. What's the one thing you'd like people to take away after reading your book?
1: I think that not everything about being human is positive. And uh, back to your point, Toby, about leadership. One has to work with and against the grain of our inherited humanity. We tend to be homophilic. We like people like ourselves. We're attracted to hierarchy. There's a lot in the book about shape of organisation, how we think about the structure. But there are really, really simple things that you can do to work with the grain of what we as human beings need. I mean, just to give you a small example, if we've got a difficult meeting, we will always begin the day with a structured meal. I know it seems absolutely ridiculous, but the very fact of having that meal together changes the outcome in the day, creates social endorphins, which are long-lasting social hormones that uh, facilitate relationship Um We're working with companies at the moment to develop social strategies. You started off with that word social. It's in the title of the book. There is so much focus on individuals, leaders as heroes. What we're interested is in the dynamics of the social life of organisations, which, as you said right at the start, we see simply as clusters of human beings, Um, structured in optimum ways for for happiness and productivity.
0: Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much, Tracy, for giving us a very quick run through her book, on the front of which it says, the perfect compass for those seeking to create not only healthy teams, but high performing ones. The book is packed with fascinating topics Ideas, stories, and whatnot. It's really excellent. Thank you, Tracy, for The Social Brain, The Psychology of Successful Groups, available from all good bookshops and Amazon.
1: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Toby. It's been a pleasure.